morning everyone and welcome to our Wednesday reflection here at St Anne's Egberth. The eagle-eyed among you might have noticed a bit of a mystery. On Sundays we've been working our way through Colossians, one of the books of the Bible. It's a letter by the Apostle Paul to the young church in Colossae and it's been great going through it, but a mystery has arisen. On Sunday just gone we jumped ahead and skipped part of the letter. We haven't yet covered Colossians chapter 1 verses 24 to chapter 2 verses 5 and you might be wondering why. And if you hadn't noticed until I've just mentioned it, you probably are now wondering why. Why on earth did we leave out part of the letter? Why did we not decide to speak on it until now? It's a mystery. See, there's something about mysteries that get our attention. They raise our interest. What's going on? What have I missed? What don't I understand? We love mysteries, don't we? It might be a crime novel or a murder mystery. I've got one here by Susanna Gregory called A Wicked Deed. The blurb says that there's a young priest is found murdered. So Bartholomew realizes that he and his party are threatened by dark forces abroad in the village. Compelled to investigate, he descends into a nightmarish world of superstition, conflict and heresy from which the tainted find no return. That's a bit of a thrilling one, isn't it? And I must confess that actually it's my wife's book. I haven't read it. I'm waiting for the TV series to come out. Here is one that I have read. Where's Mrs. Hen? It's actually quite a good read and it's got lots of lovely flaps. And if the mystery is too much for you to handle, Mrs. Hen is in the hen house. So there you go. You can sleep well tonight. Murder mysteries, crime novels, thrillers at the cinema. We're trying to work out what happened. Who's guilty of murder? How did they do it? Which character is really working for the sinister international organisation? And how on earth did Mrs Hen hide all that in her hen house? You see, we know we'll find it out at the end, but we're racing to work it out ourselves before the final scene, before the final chapter. I must admit I'm not really that good at solving murder mysteries or crime novels, though I guess I am a lot better at working out who did it the second time I read the book or watch the film. Anyway, the passage in Colossians that we've missed out on talks about a mystery too. I'll read it for us. It's Colossians chapter 1 verses 24 to chapter 2 verse 5 and it says this, Now I rejoice in what I'm suffering for you and fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, 
in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are, and how firm your faith in Christ is. So there's a mystery. Paul describes it as the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations. Just think of that, ages and generations. That'll certainly increase the suspense, won't it? The longer you have to wait, the more you want to know. But there's more than just the suspense. In this mystery are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Wow. See, this isn't just bragging rights as you chat after a film of how you knew who did it after only half an hour. No, if you know this mystery, you gain all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Not a little, not even a lot, but all of it. That's more than being able to work out all the twists in every film ever produced. So how do we find out what this mystery is? Well, verse 25 says it's to do with the word of God in all its fullness. So I've got a Bible here. And the Bible has been described as the greatest story ever told. The Bible is like a great mystery novel. All the way through the Old Testament, there are these hints. In fact, the first one's right back in Genesis chapter 3. God says to the snake that tricked Adam and Eve, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So it raises the question, who is it? Who will it be? Who is this serpent crusher? And then we flick forward a bit more. Maybe we end up in Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9 says this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And again, it raises the question, who will it be? And then we flick on to maybe the end of the Old Testament, to Zechariah chapter 9, and we read this. Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, victorious and righteous, lowly and riding on a donkey, on the colt, the foal of a donkey. And again, it raises the question, who is it? Who is it going to be? Well... This mystery that's been kept hidden for ages and generations all the way through the Old Testament, Paul says in verse 26, is now disclosed to the Lord's people. So you see, we get to the New Testament and we turn the pages and we start to discover the answers. So for example, maybe we turn to Mark chapter 8, verses 29. Jesus says to his disciples, but what about you? Who do you say I am? Peter answers, you are the Messiah. Who's the Messiah? It's Jesus. Or maybe we flick on to the end of Mark's gospel, to chapter 15. And as Jesus is dying on the cross, he's just breathed his last. And it says this, and when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. Who's the son of God? Well, again, the Bible says in the New Testament, it's Jesus. We flick on to the end of John, 
chapter 20. And John talks about how and why he wrote his, um, his gospel account. And he says this in verse 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Who is the Messiah? Who is the Son of God? The New Testament says it's Jesus. It's Christ Jesus. And this is what Colossians has been telling us as well. The passage that I read out earlier. Who or what is the mystery of God? It's Christ Jesus. You see, Paul says this. Paul says, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of a complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. See, it's Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus is the serpent crusher. This one who crushed the serpent's head. He defeated Satan on the cross. Jesus is mighty God, everlasting father. Death could not hold him when he died on that cross. He was raised back to life. Jesus is the everlasting king of Israel in Zechariah. But he's also the king of kings and lord of lords. The king of everyone and the lord of everyone. Jesus is the one we were asking, who is it about? Jesus is the mystery now made known. But there's more to this mystery now made known than just an interesting fact or a sense of pride that you worked it out or know the answer. Why did Paul make such a big deal of it? Why on earth does the Bible make such a big deal of it? Well, Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says this, The glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, Christ in me. So we often speak of the Holy Spirit dwelling in Christians, but we forget that Jesus dwells in us by his Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, dwells in each of us if we are Christians. Have you ever stopped to think how amazing that is? It's so amazing, I don't understand how it can happen. Yet it's true. Jesus dwells in us by his Spirit if we're Christians. So if you're on your own during this lockdown, if you're struggling in self-isolation, desperate for human contact, even just a hug or a touch, well, Jesus dwells in us. He is with us. He is with you. And if you're struggling with the people you're living with, if you feel like they just don't get you, they're annoying you too much, well, Jesus is closer. He's within you if you trust in him. Jesus is closer to us than any human being can be. Jesus dwells in us by his spirit if we're one of his followers. Isn't that amazing? And Jesus being within us, well, it gives us hope. Verse 27 again, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus gives us hope, hope of glory. Is it a time when we may be struggling with hope? That is so helpful. We don't know how long this crisis is going to last. If we had a time scale, at least we could pace ourselves. We need something to hope in, someone worthy of hope and trust. You see, our government, even our NHS, well, they can't offer us that kind of hope. But Jesus offers us true hope. You see, if Jesus is with us, we ultimately have nothing to fear. Even if we have to go through hardship 
and suffering? Well, we won't face it alone. Jesus is with us. So that's why Paul says in chapter 1, verse 28, Jesus is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ, Jesus. See, God's mystery has been revealed. You don't need to read a big thick book to find out in a strange language. You don't have to pay lots of money. You just have to know it's Jesus. God's mystery has been revealed. The glorious riches of God's mystery is Jesus, that he's in us, that we have the hope of glory. So if you're struggling, spend some time getting to know Jesus. If you want to be wise, spend some time getting to know Jesus. If you want to grow, spend some time getting to know Jesus. And if you don't know what else to do, well, spend some time getting to know Jesus. God's mystery has been revealed. Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. Let's pray for a few minutes. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your son, Jesus Christ, is your mystery now revealed. That for centuries throughout the whole of the Old Testament, when people were wondering who on earth this could be, who's going to be this one that will put an end to the serpent Satan? Who's going to be this suffering servant in Isaiah? Who's going to be this Messiah, this King, this one who will conquer everyone and bring peace back? We thank you, Father, that you have revealed your Son, that Jesus Christ is the one that is this mystery, that he is the one who is your Messiah, your Christ. And Father, we thank you that it's even better than that that Jesus dwells in each one of us when we put our trust in him by your spirit. And that because of that, we have the hope of glory, that we know that while we may suffer pain and hardship in this world, well, actually the glory that we are to look forward to is going to be so much better. And actually that even now, in the midst of things, that we still have Jesus with us, someone to trust in, someone to be beside us throughout everything. So Father, we thank you for this hope. We thank you, Lord, for this glory that you give us. We thank you for Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that's the end of today's reflection. See you on Sunday. Oh, and before I go, if you're wondering why we skipped this passage on Sunday, it was just a typo on the preaching rotor that Ian and I had failed to spot. That's the end of the mystery. Anyway, see you on Sunday. God bless, take care, and see you soon. Bye.